With everything you have on your plate, earning your degree online seems impossible. But at Grand Canyon University, we specialize in helping you fit a master's degree in education into your busy day. Your graduation team, led by your own GCU counselor, provides you with the personal support you need to succeed. Achieve your goals with a plan and team behind you. Find your purpose at Grand Canyon University. Visit gcu.edu. There were two more murders 15 miles away. When police arrived, they found the telephones and electricity lines. We have a weird homicide. A scene described by one investigator as reminiscent of a weird... You may never know what the catalyst for a crime really is. Sometimes it's love, sometimes it's hatred, and sometimes it's revenge. But not all cases are driven by emotion. On November 5th, 2008, a man was killed outside of a bar by a complete stranger who, when it was all said and done, simply wanted the necklace the victim was wearing around his neck. So if you like your coffee hot, but your bones chilled, sit back and start your day with a morning cup of murder. On November 25th, 2008, after chatting with a friend of his and giving the homeless man some money, a man named Richard Barrett walked towards the Fuse Bar on the corner of Broadway and Kearney in San Francisco, wearing a diamond-encrusted pendant featuring the cartoon character Bam Bam from the Flintstones. It was about 1 a.m. and the bar was filled with patrons, some of which Richard knew. Soon after arriving at the bar, Dwayne Reeves, the friend who had just parted ways with Richard, claimed he saw two black men wearing hoods approach his friend and asked him for a light while the other asked for a smoke. As Richard reached for a cigarette, the unknown men pushed him up against the wall of the bar and began reaching towards the expensive-looking necklace. Richard pushed them away and started to run down the streets when, all of a sudden, Dwayne heard the deafening sounds of two gunshots. Realizing what had just happened, Dwayne ran after the two assailants, chasing them down Kearney, until they jumped into the back of a 2004 to 2008 dark-colored four-door sedan and sped off. Dwayne was able to flag down a passing police officer, report the shooting, and describe the getaway car. But unfortunately... 29-year-old Richard Barrett never made a recovery. He was shot two times in the back trying to run away from his muggers and died right there in front of the bar. Carl Rodriguez, who was inside the bar's restroom when he heard what he thought were firecrackers, ran outside to find Richard lying on the floor about 10 feet from the door. He held his hand to try and comfort Richard as he struggled to breathe, noticing the necklace in his hand. When police arrived, Carl decided to take the pendant and, two weeks later, gave it to someone to give to Richard's family. According to his mother, Laura, Richard had just bought the necklace, and upon seeing it, she was immediately worried for her son's safety. The necklace was obvious, big, and expensive, and she knew someone somewhere would want to get their hands on it. Within hours of the murder, Richard's friends and family reported to the police that they heard people at the scene saying, Cheese was responsible for the murder. Police soon learned that Cheese was a nickname for a 25-year-old man named Charles Hurd, who, in July of 2009, was arrested for Richard Barrett's murder after Duane identified him in a photo lineup. According to the police and later the prosecutors, Charles and another man were trying to steal Richard's necklace, and when he refused and ran, Charles shot him in the back. He was also identified by a woman named Frances Smith, 
who in January of 2009 said she was 95% sure the man in the photo lineup was the shooter. She said that if his mouth had been open and she was able to see his gold crowns, she would have changed that percentage to 100%. She would later identify him a second time in court when shown a surveillance video taken right after the murder. She now claims she was 100% certain that this was him, but her description of the clothing Charles wore the day of the attack did not match that of the two men seen fleeing on the surveillance tape. So with that small window of doubt and Francis relying heavily on the gold crowns on his teeth, the defense asked several of Charles's friends to stand up in the courtroom and smile at the witness. They all had their own set of gold grills that matched her description of Charles. He was accused of witness intimidation, but claimed he was merely trying to show that there were others who matched her vague description. He would later tell the jury that the government was, quote, encouraging them to make a mistake and convict his client. According to the prosecutor, Charles Heard was a senior member of the Western Edition street gang Central Divis Playas and that robbing people of their expensive jewelry was their business plan. Offering evidence from a 2008 FBI wiretap where Charles Heard was recorded bragging about the amounts of money he made from these thefts. The tap took place four months before Richard's murder and involved talks of not just strong-arm robberies, like the attempts on Richard and his necklace, but narcotic sales, advice on how to rob someone, and the buying and selling of expensive jewelry. There was, however, arguments in the court about whether or not Charles was actually the shooter, not necessarily claiming that he was innocent for the robbery, but claiming he was not the trigger man in the murder. But under the state's felony murder rule, a defendant can be convicted of murder if he participates in a violent crime. So the argument really didn't change the way Charles Heard would be sentenced if found guilty. On July 1st, 2010, a jury found Charles Heard guilty of first-degree murder after eight days of deliberation. He was also convicted of attempted robbery, but the jury was undecided on the gun possessions charge, with some of the jury saying, while they believed he played a dangerous role in the murder of Richard Barrett, they weren't absolutely sure that he was the gunman. His attorney, who claimed this case was a clear example of a broken system, argued in a motion for a new trial on the grounds that the judge had been incorrect in re-instructing the jury during their deliberations by saying Charles could be convicted of murder for simply aiding and abetting the robbery. It was denied. Charles was sentenced to 35 years to life behind bars. When addressing Richard's mother in court, Charles Heard said, I cannot apologize to her a crime that I did not commit. Thank you for joining me in my morning cup of murder. Please join me again tomorrow to hear what terrible thing happened on November 26th. Don't forget to rate and subscribe and let me know how you like it. If you want to help support the podcast, there's always Patreon or just sharing it with your true crime obsessed friends. And remember, stay safe.